legends. You're listening to the Off-Road Performance Coach Podcast. If you want to be a beast on and off the dirt bike, you have come to the right place. All I ask from you is if you gain some value out of today's episode, please give it a share and tag me on your socials or your Insta story. I'd be super grateful if you'd share the love. Let's get stuck straight into today's episode. Just things for me. Hello, podcasters. We're back on for another episode today. Going to talk about injuries, injury management, etc. Riding dirt bikes, you know, it can happen anytime. Obviously, our off-bike training, the a big component of our off-bike training and getting stronger, especially with our strength training in the gym, is improving our resilience to injury. However, you know as well as I do, riding dirt bikes, random shit can happen in the blink of an eye and we can potentially get injured. Maybe it's a major injury, maybe it's something small that we need to work around and change things up a little bit in the program. So like I'm super happy to say that I've had a really, really low injury rate with my clients over the years, like roughly working it out. It's definitely under 5%. It's it's close at times, less than 3% injury rate. And all of my clients who have experienced an injury, we've been able to, it hasn't been like a a massive injury where they've had to have huge amount of time off the bike. Like there's been in some cases a little bit of time off the bike, but we've been able to work through it and continue to build. So honestly, for me as a coach, that's when I have to like work hard for my money is when I have a client that's injured. Like it's it's pretty easy to get someone to improve someone's performance when everything's going nice and smoothly and they can just tick off the sessions week to week and keep building. When you have an injury come along, whether it's a major one or whether it's just a little niggle and we need to regress things and maybe trim back some intensity, trim back some volume and work around it, that's when it becomes much more challenging to, to get a client to progress. And that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over the the last eight years since I've began coaching um, is like no two injuries are the same. So how an individual moves through the rehab process and, and getting over an injury, there's some definitely some similarities. However, it's not going to be exactly the same for every person. So that's a big part of that that coaching where the the art and the science comes into it and and individualizing that to each person and their situation. So just straight off the top, two biggest things I see, I guess biggest mistakes that people make is the biggest one would definitely be just completely stopping training. So 
or they'll just like I'll just have a couple of couple of weeks off and let it rest. Two weeks is a long time. You can make a lot of progress in two weeks if you just completely rest for two weeks. It's basically two weeks that you've wasted and lost in that process of of moving forward again. The other one I would say would would be when people like think something's injured but they're like oh, I'll just wait and see I'll just wait I'll just rest it for a week and then I'll go to the get an x-ray or then I'll go to the physio and, and get an MRI my advice there is if you think something could be either broken a bone or there could be some ligament damage to a joint don't wait go and get it straight away because the sooner you know the the quicker you can start moving forward. You can either put, you can either like cross that box off and say, no, nope, nothing's broken. Ligaments are all fine. We're good to go. Or you'd know you've got a path forward. You, you know what you're dealing with. Again, if you just wait and to see how it feels and it's just more wasted time. So the quicker we can get through that process, the the better off and the quicker the, the getting over the injury is going to be. So, A couple of tips just straight off the top are obviously if you think something's majorly damaged, whether it be broken or a ligament in a joint, just go to the hospital, go to a, a good physio or whatever that looks like depending on the injury, go and get it checked. Two is in an acute situation, like if you say you twist your ankle or you tweak your knee and you need to try and get out and race again. Like you need to get out and do another sprint or if you're at the motocross track, you need to try and complete another moto. In that situation, applying ice can be beneficial because it's going to, in the short term, it's going to help reduce a little bit of inflammation and you could even try like some ibuprofen or some anti-inflammatories in that acute situation if you needed to actually try and ride Again, if the injury wasn't that bad that you were trying to ride through it and get another moto or something done. However, that inflammation process is very important part of the process and the body does it for a reason. It's part of the healing process. So I actually recommend heat over ice. And if you are going to use ice, you want to do it in contrast. So don't just do, because ice, obviously cold constricts all the blood vessels, which limits blood flow. So to remove fluid, for one, to remove fluid, for two, to get fresh blood, which carries oxygen and nutrients from the food we eat into an injured area, we actually want to increase blood flow. So we do that with heat. Like we want those cap, like the capillaries to dilate and for blood to come in. So if nothing is broken, like if you've broken a bone or you've completely snapped a tendon, then obviously you're not going to be able to move that joint or that particular limb, whatever it might be. However, if you've been cleared that or you're sure that nothing, a bone isn't broken and there's no completely snapped, uh, not completely ruptured tendons, then movement is key. So we actually want to, generate that blood flow so 
there's a few reasons why movement is so important. One is it's going to help remove that fluid via the muscle pump. So the contraction of the muscle actually helps kind of pump that flu any fluid that is in the joint back to the heart or just like via the lymphatic system to remove that fluid. So if you're just like, say you tweak your knee and your knee's swollen as heck and you just lay on the couch for two weeks, and do not move it at all and put ice on it, that's gonna be the slowest way in the world to get that fluid out of your knee. What we need to actually do is find a way to get movement into the knee, however far we need to regress that down and just get that, keep that quad contracting and that's gonna help again with that muscle pump and the contraction of the muscle is gonna help move that fluid away from the joint via the lymphatic system. A couple other reasons, reduce muscle wastage again i've mentioned it on previous podcasts but anyone who has had an injury will know when you immobilize a limb even for just a couple of weeks you're going to notice that the muscle you're going to lose muscle mass we want to minimize that as much as possible so just even if we're just performing body weight movements and getting the muscle to contract it's going to help slow that wastage down as much as possible and the third one is just maintaining those neural pathways. Whenever you've had an injury, you will know it's you're gonna experience some level of instability. The more movement we can maintain, again, however we need to regress it, we're gonna help maintain those neural pathways, which is gonna create as much stability as we possibly can. So the key here and and the term we use is modify, don't miss. So we're not, I'm not saying like you're going to go into the gym and crush like a crazy hard session if you've experienced an injury. However, the key is to focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. Again, biggest mistake I see is people like, ah, oh, I get in, I'm injured, I'm on the couch for two weeks, I'm doing nothing. Again, it's just wasted time and you're going to go backwards way quicker by doing that. So we need to find a way to modify the sessions. And what we wanna do is focus on what we can do. So for the for the injury itself, we're obviously gonna to have to regress things right back. So again, to use the knee as an example, it might just be a body weight squat to a box at like not even half range. It might be a quarter rep where you're sitting down, you're like you're basically just sitting in a chair onto a box, standing back up at your own body weight. Um, a TKE where you're extending the knee, focusing on quad contraction, like it's super low intensity. However, we're working on those neural pathways and just keeping that quad firing. Um, uh, I had a client recently who broke, had a fracture in his wrist. It wasn't like a major fracture, just a, a, a non-displaced fracture where he had to wear a splint. He could still train that arm. So he was lucky enough to be training in a commercial gym where they had every machine known to mankind. So they had like all the pulley machines with the handles, like a Velcro strap. So he could actually strap the Velcro strap around his bicep and he could actually still do like a, a variation of a row. He could do like um, lateral raises, front raises, things like this. Like obviously the intensity wasn't super high, but Although he had a broken wrist um, on that side, he was still able to train that shoulder 
to some level and get some blood flow through that injured limb. So again, for the injured area, we're looking to regress things back in to a level that we can perform them. And then we're obviously progressing that along and building up. And then outside of that, any, uh, any part of the body that's not injured, we can just go like super hard on that, like go to town on that. When I say super hard, it just means we can do a little bit more volume. Again, if you've got a broken wrist, as an example, then you're going to be able to still do like lower body work. If Again, if you've got access to a commercial gym, maybe it's more leg presses. You can sit on a spin bike and get a, a heap of volume of low intensity cardio work done in that time when you can't potentially train as hard and, and grip heavy barbells and, and train your upper body as hard. And same goes in the other way. When you've got potentially a knee injury or a lower limb injury, you can go a lot harder on your upper body work and and get a heap more work done there. And potentially for cardio, use a ski erg. Like even if you've got a broken leg and your, your leg's in plaster, you can sit in a chair like sit on a box or on a on a chair with a um, like a nice comfy seat and use a ski erg. Like there's ways to work around basically anything. So I'm like super proud that I've instilled that belief in my clients is that like we always find a way. If an injury comes along, yeah, it's not an ideal situation, that's for sure. However, their mindset is okay, what do we need to change? How can we keep training? Because I want this to be to be able to overcome this as quickly as I possibly can. So I'm, again, I'm like super proud that I've been able to instill that belief into my clients because it's a super important part of the process. And it's like another kind of way that we're embodying that growth mindset. And an injury, like it's not necessarily a setback. It's just an op- opportunity to learn and actually progress. Like I know both on a personal level and just as a coach, I've learned the most through injuries. Like my own injuries, I've learned how to deal with them, learned so much about rehabbing them. Like it's, I guess like if you're trying to help someone rehab their knee and you, you've you never blown your knee out and you don't know what it feels like, well, it's it's going to be different when you've actually had that experience and you know what it feels like. Um, so yeah, like obviously I don't enjoy getting injured myself either, but I have most certainly like looking back, the injuries that I have had have taught me so much. And it's the same with my clients too. Like when I have a client who has an injury, like I say, no two journeys are the same. So even though I have like, a plan like when someone does say they do their knee or they do their shoulder whatever it might be we've got like this framework that we follow but how they progress through that and the timing and when we bring certain things in and the specific variations and intensities that we use is going to be a little bit different for every person so that's what's really cool about it and that's what i love about coaching is because it's there's always something new to learn so if you can embody that, like if you're listening to this and you've potentially had an injury or heaven forbid, when you do potentially get one, just think about that. That's an opportunity to actually 
grow and learn, learn more about your body. And in the moment is the hardest time. Like when you get injured, it's like, it's the most difficult time mentally. But if you can understand or be aware that with hindsight, you'll be able to look back on it and go, you know what? that actually taught me so much. And if that injury hadn't happened, I would never have learned this. And then this thing wouldn't have happened and so on and so forth. So if you can be aware of that um, and try to be grateful for it in in the moment, if and when it does happen, it's going to make that journey a a lot, a lot more enjoyable process, I suppose you would say. Um, Like, honestly, I've had people message me on Instagram about knee rehab who have been on a waiting list to get an ACL surgery for 12 months, haven't ridden their dirt bike for 12 months, haven't done any physical training for 12 months because they're just waiting. They're just waiting for a knee surgery. Like, it's crazy. Like, they've missed out on 12 months of their life, basically, because they're just, their doctors told them, no, you need an ACL surgery. Like, you just got to go on the waiting list. Like, it's crazy. If you do actually have to get surgery, the best thing you can do is train as hard as you possibly can right up to that surgery because the stronger you are before you go into a surgery, the quicker your rehab and recovery will be. Um, like another little tip is just don't always listen to your doctor. Like I'm sure we've all heard it. Like I know when I broke both my wrists, the guy I was there is pulling the pins out of my wrist he's like you're never riding a dirt bike again mate those wrists are done you're never going to be able to bend your wrists properly yeah thanks mate no worries (laughs) like i'm sure we've all heard it a doctor i don't know if they get told to say that at university or what it is but my advice there would be if you do have like a serious injury like that is find a really good physio that's one experienced in injury management and two, that works with athletes because like everything, there's good, um, I don't, I shouldn't use the term good and bad, but there's physios out there that take a really conservative approach and they're just going to give you like a few exercises to do with some, some TheraBands and that's it. That's as far as they're going to take it and they're going to get you to come back every single week and see them for six months and they just get you on the payroll. There's others out there that, will really push and move the needle on what's actually capable and and get you really strong and, and move you forward as far as as fast as possible. So I've got a guy I work with Chris Cameron who I refer my clients to when some when a major major injury does potentially occur that's out of my scope. I refer my clients to him. He's really good at that. But yeah, like I say, find a good physio if you do happen to have a serious injury that's going to help you like move that needle as fast as you possibly can. So that's it. Hope you got some value out of that one. Hope you never have to apply it. Hope you don't get injured. But like I say, we ride dirt bikes. Chances are, whether it's a major one or whether it's just a little niggle, these things are going to crop up. So just being... I guess, ready for it and thinking about how you're going to handle that situation if and when it does happen to you. So that's it for today. Hope you got some value out of that one. We will see you all on the next podcast. Crush the week.